We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia with you for another Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. And of course, it's Tuesday morning, fresh off Labor Day, back to work. Todd Zola. Todd, did you enjoy your weekend or was it just basically you trying to fix computers? Is that basically what it is? Back to work. Week, weekends are my work. Weekends are when I, I do most of my work I, without a lot of family to deal with. I don't want to say to deal with. That's not right. Without a family to enjoy. I, uh, <laughs> I, I you, know, you might have had it right the first time. <laughs> Depends on your family. Oh, well, I guess it does. But uh, no, the point being, uh, you know, I, it's not a secret. I freelance for a couple of sites. And so I pick up a lot of the weekend work. So my busy time is like from Wednesday night till Monday night and then Tuesday. Not that I'm not doing stuff on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but it's not quite as uh, hectic. So it's like the, uh, my weekend or Tuesday and Wednesdays. All right. Well, I'm sure everybody out there enjoyed theirs. And now kids are going back to school. Football is starting this week. Lots going on, but there's still DFS baseball to be played. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time for baseball because you're you know, thinking about playing because you just deposited some money for football season, well, it's time to get ready. It's time to get going. It's time to uh, start the party, shall we? Let's start with the top of the board at pitchers. It's Steven Strasburg. It's Jacob deGrom. They're your big-time money guys. They're over 10000 Before we get to the rest of this group, I want to talk about these two. Uh, the last outing for DeGrom, not great, but he's at home against the Phillies this time. And Ben Lively, who is not as lively as you would think, not as much as his name suggests, but he's been a little up and down lately, Jacob DeGrom. Not quite as strong as he was um, re- previously in the season. Maybe a little bit of wear and tear. And then you got Steven Strasburg, who in the last outing against the Marlins, uh, through a complete game shutout, his last three outings have been outstanding for Strasburg. Three straight quality starts. He's gone 23 innings here now and given up just two earned runs. Really strong uh, last three starts here from Strasburg. So is he worth paying up the extra $500 for tonight? 
Yeah, if we're going, if we're comparing Strasburg to Degrom, if we're comparing I, them, yep. I prefer Strasburg. Yeah, the, I mean, not that Degrom's matchup isn't nice. I may like that one a little bit more if I want to go nuts in a uh, in a GPP. But my my cash game pitcher certainly could be Strasburg tonight. Okay, Zach Greinke is on the road against the Dodgers, a place where he's very familiar in pitching. Uh, same thing with Greinke, another guy who's been solid in his last two outings, 36 and 43 points respectively, two wins, two quality starts. Uh, he's going up against Hinjin Ryu of the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers have been you know, outstanding this year. Uh, then you've got Danny Salazar returning from the DL stint. You've got Kyle Hendricks here on the board, plus you've got Justin Verlander pitching for the Houston Astros, which is a good time there. So any of these guys have any fade appeal from the very top of the board in Strasburg tonight? Not for cash. Uh, cash, I think, I'm just because at this point of the season, you can find the bats to support uh, the high-priced pitcher. So cash game, lock and load. Uh, you know, you can make an you know you could you said you can make an argument for every single one of these pitchers to be in a GPP. It's just how salient an argument it is <laughs> is is the question. I guess like you know I could I could see some Verlander. The price is it's priced down enough at eighty six. I could see using some Verlander in a GPP. I don't know, Granky. Maybe I guess I'd want to see the lineup. Unfortunately, we won't because LA and between Seager being hurt and and running a couple guys out there, Verdugo just trying to get some guys playing. We don't, you know, that we really won't see their lineup uh, because it's a later game. So that that'll be a tough call. Salazar and the White Sox always appealing uh, the strikeout the strikeout ability. So there's a there's a GPP play though. How long they let Stras, uh, Salazar pitch is another story. And I'm I'm just not a Hendricks guy, so I, he's really not even. Uh, He's really not not in the equation for even though it's Pittsburgh, he's not in the equation for me. I'm gonna make a case for Verlander in the cash game as well as the GPP. And he, okay. here's my pitch to you. Let's see if you like it. Okay. Seven of the last eight outings, quality starts. Uh, the strikeout rate has been very strong, around a K per nine or higher over the last month or so. He's pitching with Houston now. I think it gets a little bit of a, a jolt uh, mm-hmm. in terms of his ability to you know get in the pennant race and you get a little fired up and all that. I think that's a positive sign for a guy like Verlander who historically is a competitor. And it's in Seattle, so ballpark factor is pretty solid as well, as against Ariel Miranda, also a positive. So I think all those things for me at 8,600 really allows me to go up to the board and get a little bit more offense. So I'm going to make that pitch tonight for Verlander as a crossover guy. I definitely think he's going to be heavily owned in GPP because I think he's a little cheap. But also in cash games, I think you can get away with Verlander tonight. I don't want to get away. Well, the, the answer is yeah. I mean, if 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 Strasburg won on the board, or if he scratched, absolutely. And if I do my if I do my uh, you know what I would do is I would do a Strasburg lineup and do a Verlander lineup. And if I did like the bats better, I would go with Verlander. I know some of those are just play them both. Well, all right, maybe I'll play them both. But uh, the point being, Strasburg still my my number one. If I'm not happy with the hitting and I can't make it work, I won't hesitate to go to Verlander. All right, I know you're a, you're a guy who likes to debunk some uh, myths out there. I don't know if this is a myth or not, but um, last time Steven Strasburg against Miami, complete game shutout, he sees Miami again five days later. Is this something that does not favor Strasburg? Is this something that favors pitchers or hitters when they see the guy twice in a week? Now, I know the last time they saw him, you know, they, they didn't have much luck, but is it a matter of exposure in a short period of time? Is that something that tends to – help or hinder a starting pitcher? Honestly, it doesn't happen enough to have the sample be significant. Okay. It just, I mean, you think about it, how many times do we get to talk about this sort of thing? And then it just becomes narrative. If you, you know, if you were trying to sell me on a stack, you'd be saying, 
Not you. Well, I mean, not you, because you. I mean, you. Oh, I'll sell you on a stack, kid. Well, no, no, no. no <laughs> if someone, if someone is trying to sell me on a stack that doesn't really understand numbers, they will use the narrative. Well, they, uh, well, you know, they, he he pitched well. He pitched well last time, but now the batters have seen him, so they're going to be able to hit better against him. You know, if you're trying to sell me on you, you know, Strasburg, obviously he knows how to defeat that lineup because he struck him out ten times last, whatever. So you're going to spin the narrative the way you want, you know, you way the way you want the outcome to be. The the, the bottom line is it doesn't happen enough to really make it actionable. Part yeah, of that, you know, being, the only thing I can think of is that maybe it's a little bit more with the young kids. You know, sometimes where you see – you've never seen a guy for the first time, and then, you know, there's not a lot of film of him floating around the major league level, and then, you know, if you don't have success, then everyone goes back to the video, and then they pick things apart, and then, you know, the second time he gets exposed a little bit. I think that's more likely than – like I said, I'm not basing this. as just a gut instinct here where it's possibly more likely than a guy like Strasburg who's been around the league, who's, the you know, the Marlins see, you know, a couple times a year anyway. Maybe. And the other thing, too, I mean, talking about sample size – you know, is the first game home or is the first game away? And that even reduces the sample size more because it's two different scenarios, you know, going from home to away and away to home. But against a team like the Marlins, I mean, I, the other thing too being now it's September, excuse me, now it's September, the two lineups, she's probably not facing the same lineup just because of, you know, what uh, Anderson's up now. He probably wasn't up last time, things like that. It's a completely different lineup. Well, not yeah. completely different, but it's, a, it's it, you know, two or three batters different. There's one more pitcher I want to talk about from the GPP standpoint. Okay. He's, he's pitched very well the last two outings. I actually watched him pitch against the Mets last time out. He's got 18 strikeouts over his last uh, 11 innings, and it's Robert Stevenson. Now, I understand it's in Cincinnati, and I understand that's you know can be a, a dicey proposal. But with a guy who you know just maybe starting to figure things out and get a little confidence at home against Milwaukee, is that – too risky, or is that exactly the kind oh, of GPP no, play that, that you fine. want to throw out there? Yeah, and that's this is not one of the you can make a narrative of anybody. You can absolutely make a case for Stevenson. You know, Cincinnati. He, he, it's a, whenever whenever a home park is a pitcher's is a is a hitter's park. So you have a baseline how they do in that park. I'm not as worried about it. Plus, Cincinnati is one of those parks where it's, it's neutral to runs or close to neutral to runs. It just is. It's a home run park. And all right, Milwaukee hits up, gives up its homers. What do they also do? They strike out a ton. And they're the team you don't have to remember. All right, does this team strike out against righties or lefties? They strike out against both, right? Mm-hmm, right. You, don't, you don't have to remember. Which one do they strike out more against? They strike out a ton against both righties and lefties. So absolutely. So when you started this off, I thought you were going to talk about Tehran because he's been pitching better lately. And I was like, because he's my – uh, my my Achilles heel. On he's a your nemesis, I think, this yeah, year. Well, he's your arch nemesis. He was my number two on a lot of teams where I needed him to do good. I thought you were going to go there. Cause no, I, no, I, I went down because, the well. I went deep there, yeah, Todd Zola. Right. No, I like that one. No, and, and actually, I think, you know, Cincinnati's been, you know, auditioning pitchers for next year, what, for the past five years? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So, uh, I think they're waiting for Tom Browning to come back, I'm pretty yeah, sure. exactly. So, I mean, Joe, you know, stupid jokes aside – I think you know. I, he he's made a case. You know, to me, I we're gonna we're gonna be talking about him potentially on the when we talk. We don't know if it's us or not. Whatever's talking about the opening day slate, they could be talking about Stevenson next year. No, right. uh, it's it's very possible. I mean, look, Stevenson's a guy that they've had high hopes for, and right. you know, like I said, sometimes it takes guys a little longer to click, and it's it's happening very quietly because if there's a team floating under the radar now, it's certainly the Cincinnati Reds, and that's why I bring it up there for 6,700. I think that's the kind of play that if he hits, 
that's a huge separator because I think the ownership will be extremely low based on opponent, based on home ballpark, all the factors you talked about. But the strikeout potential is there. He's pitched better of late. And Cincinnati can score some runs themselves, so I think he's in line for a potential win also. All right. Yeah. Let's, I mean, who, who are they facing real quick? I, I, uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Right. The, who, who's yep. starting for Milwaukee? Why can't I find it? Uh, starting for Milwaukee is Zach Davies. All right. Why couldn't I find it? There it is. They are the fifth. This is this is even better towards the GPP. Uh, people, oh, I'm not going to go against Davies. Uh, Cincinnati's like the fifth best team against righties in the league. And there Davies is a pretty good righty. So upon inspection, it's not a good matchup. But digging deep, it pretty much is. Yeah, and that's what you got to do. That's how you separate yeah. yourselves. And, you know, I, I always talk to uh, my buddy Benny Ricciardi uh, about, you know, these kind of things. And he he always says that, you know, those GPP tournaments, you know, you're trying to – it's okay to go down to that $6,000 range on pitchers sometimes because if you get enough from them – the floor of some of the offensive players in those great matchups where you know runs are going to be scored, that can really carry you to huge paydays. And this is the guy who won the uh, the All-Star game trip, so he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> you right. know, he won that free right. all-expense-paid right. trip to, uh, to Florida this year. All right, let's get to uh, catcher position. Catch. Wellington Castillo, uh, John, uh, Yasmani Grandal, 32, Lucroy, 32, Yadier, 31. This big cluster here of these guys at the top between Castillo, Grandal, Lucroy, and Molina while Sanchez is on suspension. Any one of these guys in the above 3K range tempt you at all, or is it just fade down to the lower? Oh, group? you know what? It's weird. All, all those guys, actually. I mean, they're, it's weird. Sometimes we're struggling to find a catcher. You know, Castillo's been on – I know, again, streaks, debunk, whatever. I don't – you know, maybe you can't say he's hot, but you certainly can say seeing the ball well, Castillo. And he's, what, four homers the past week against CC. Um you know, uh, yeah, there, uh, to me, you know, you have to, especially catchers, you really have to see who's in the lineup now because you just don't know what teams are going to be doing this, this time of season. But I, literally all the guys you just mentioned are, are in a good spot. Yeah, I would agree. I, I feel good about them. I think it's the price point is right. You know, it's well, around Grindal, that. Grindal, maybe not. But other, the other, I mean, with Granky, but sure, the other guys are fine. Well, you know, Granky is not without. I mean, there there's a spot where you might find less ownership on Grandal, but I found Grandal to be a guy who, you know, and Granky too. Granky has moments where you know all of a sudden things go south <laughs> for him. Yeah, I don't uh, know if we need I, the point. I don't know if you need to go there tonight. For I the, don't think you need to. No, but sure, it's it's there. All right. So if you don't like that cluster, which I think is actually pretty good, you yeah. go down to twenty three hundred. Sal Perez against Annabelle Sanchez. Yep. I think that's you know say no yep. more. Give me that for twenty three hundred. I'm well, pretty confident your, he could put your points. plug in. What about what if for 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 a hundred dollars more? For a hundred dollars more, go ahead, try to sell me on it. You can go Evan Gaddis against Ariel Miranda. Okay, you sold me on it. That wasn't hard. <laughs> that wasn't hard. Well done, Todd Zola. You're a good if he, salesman. If, if he's in there, oh yeah, I'm a good salesman. You you missed your you missed your calling. Let me tell you. Yeah, you should try. You should. Uh, you don't want me to be your guy when trying to buy a car or whatever. It's like uh, I am the worst negotiator. <laughs> I, I'm terrible. I mean, okay, I'll tell. And, and to be honest. No one listens to both regular baseball. I'm pretty bad about trades too. I'm just I I I can't I can't I don't want to say rip people off, but it's like I I just I, I'm not like I'm not be I, trying to rip anyone no, off. No, I don't even mean rip them off. I mean I I can't even be shady. I just it's like weird, you know. I mean all right, that, if that's what you're you, a man of honor, Todd Zola. No, and that's why you're honor. no. That's good. I don't. That's, no, it's I'm not a, a negative. I'm a wimp. Anyway, let's put <laughs> <laughs> I'll say man of honor. You say a wimp. We'll see what yeah. happens. All right. First base, Paul Ghosh with dealing with the elbow issue. So I'm going to cross yeah, him off the list. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Freeman at home in Texas against Texas. Excuse me. 4,200 there. 
Uh, Joey Votto, who we mentioned before, uh, going against the righty Davies at 4,400. Anthony Rizzo is at five grand right now, which I, I don't. It's rare this time of year. It's rare this time of year, and I think completely unnecessary at first base. I mean, I don't care if it's Steven Brault. I, I don't care. I, I right. know Rizzo's been strong the last two games, you know, offers in his last two, but up before that, been very strong. But it's just not necessary when you got Freeman, Vado, and Carnacion, all these guys. And Carnacion's got a matchup against Dave Holmberg, yeah. the lefty. I mean, uh, that's one at 42 that, you know, he's putting up crooked numbers every single night in Carnacion. So if you're going cash game and you want to, you know, pay up for first base, or if you're going GPP and you want to, you know, like you said, we use a guy like Stevenson, 67, you can afford to swim in this pool of these top level first basemen. I think Encarnacion, Vado, those are the two that I think I prefer the most. Yeah, if I'm going Strasburg, I may want to plug Mark Reynolds in there against Ty Black as my first baseman to save a little bit of money. But short of that, I th- you know, I think you can go down to, uh, I assume he's still playing. He hasn't gotten hurt. I think you can go Greg Bird against Jeremy Ellickson, too. Yeah, you could indeed. Uh, Justin Smoke, uh, switching Justin Smoke in the lineup against uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Your thoughts on that one at 33? Wrong side of the split? uh, Even even the wrong side still (laughs) isn't terrible. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a GPP play. I mean, there's just too many good – you know, we talked about too many good solid – I mean, listen, and Carcione at 42 against Holmberg is solid because once they knock Holmberg out – it's not that double E can't hit righties either, and you know you're going to see some bullpen. bullpen. Yeah. It's amazing how Greg Bird's really gotten into the relevance too. You know, he, he is, you know, at just a 2,600, but, you know, there is a lot of that all or nothing kind of thing. So I, I think definitely more of a GPP thing. If you want to pay up for a Verlander in a GPP lineup, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the combinations. Of things. Yep. This is what you have to do. So you've got to find those combinations of the hitter pitchers, where you can save, where you can't, and figure out where to go in order to squeeze in, you know, and don't have to use all the budget either. That's a big misnomer, this idea that you must always, well, I've got $200 left, I'm going to go up and spend the rest of it somewhere because clearly I can improve. No, not necessarily. You know, sometimes the good matchups are the good matchups, and that's where you want to be. And it's not about for those listening and playing Major League Baseball DFS for the first time. Don't necessarily feel the obligation that spending all the money is necessarily the way to get there. On short slates, I'll be, uh, uh, on short meaning if they're, if, 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 you know, maybe – eight or nine or ten games if i'm 500 away from the from the max i won't worry about it but on a full slate like a tuesday night where you get all 15 games in the main if i'm within if i'm if i'm still 300 below the max i will at least look i if i cannot find a better lineup i won't hesitate to lock in the 300 but with 15 games you usually can find something you consider you know I know people, you know, go with your first instinct i don't know if it's you know i don't necessarily think it's first instinct or not the other hand i'm kind of a a math, you know, I have a mathematical approach, so it's just sometimes it's a matter of being patient enough to find the the, the hitter my sheet says to use, as opposed to my my head says to use. But 300 is kind of my limit for slice like tonight. If I'm within 300, um, 300 or less, I won't worry about it. If I'm over it, I'll look for a better lineup. I would agree. 300 is about that watermark for me as well. All right, let's go on the other side of the board. Third base, Chris Bryant, top of the board, 45. Nolan Arenado, 43 at home in San Francisco against Block, who you mentioned before. Yeah. Is 43 actually a bargain for Arenado in this line- matchup tonight? Yeah, uh, well, a healthy Arenado that's hitting, well, uh, I mean, it's baked in. It, it, it's, you know, it, he's not, it's, yes, it's a bargain because, and I don't even call it a slump, but he can break out at any time. So, uh, yeah, ab- absolutely, if you can afford it. There are some other players that are, you know, not, not quite as profile, project quite as highly, but fairly close. But, yeah, he's the top of the board. 
All right, we also got right underneath him, we got Alex Bregman, who's had a, just a monstrous second half, and Manny Machado at home against CC Sabathia, another guy who's really turned it on. Uh, I, I see appeal in both of them tonight. Uh, in terms of the preferable stack one, would it be the Houston group against Miranda, or would it be Machado and the Baltimore Orioles against Sabathia if we can try to pair guys? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, obviously you want righties against Sabathia. And, you know, they've got Adam Jones. You, 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 yeah, you, you can make it work. I don't know if I want a full-on slot stack against Sabathia just because he's so... No, but more like a mini where you're just doing yeah, pairings, you know? He's cagey enough that he can defeat a stack too. Sure. Um, you know, Black, you know, he, you know, he had the thing going in the early in the season where he was, you know, figuring it out and, and getting guys out. But, yeah, no, I haven't checked weather, but assuming weather's fine, yeah, you can go goofy. You know, you could even you could use a lefty against Black and not get worried. If you, if you wanted to. What are your thoughts on the uh, $3,300 Eduardo Escobar tonight going against Odorizzi? Escobar's another guy who's had some you know pretty solid moments here. We know he can score points in different ways, which is always useful. And the price is right. You know, 33 is certainly within that range. Yep, a switch hitter, so we'll have the advantage either way. Yeah, I don't know if I'm stat Well, Odorizzi's weird because to me he looked – I'm not a doctor, the yada, yada, yada. I don't like to speculate, but there was something not right about Odorizzi kind of feel the same way about Shamanaya, but that's neither, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little, I'm, I, I don't mind picking on, Oder, if I was a multi-lineup guy, I would definitely have, you know, every time Odorizzi pitches, I'll have a stack against him. Um, so yeah, he's not, and he's not a bad uh, cash game because you're usually hitting second salary saver if you want, if you need to do that. So I, I, Escobar's kind of been a, He's a guy that always, I always have like a little check mark next to him and go to him if necessary. It's not break glass in emergency. It's more of if you need to make something work, don't forget about Escobar. All right, Anthony Rendon's the last guy I want to talk about uh, going against uh, Desponge uh, for the Marlins. Uh, he, so he does one thing well. He soaks up uh, runners. That's what he does. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, so uh, last outing for him, very good for Rendon. Uh, three hits in his last one, four RBI. We know that. Anthony Rendon certainly has his moments where he'll drop a huge number. You yep. think this is a spot where he could do that again tonight? Yeah, sure. I mean, anytime. And again, Rendon's playing. Some of the other nationals, you have to make sure they're in there. Rendon has pretty much been the staple. He's been in there the whole time. It's weird that he's now the uh, he's now the uh, the stabilizing force as opposed to is he hurt? But yeah, sure. Real quick, I know you, your last guy was Rendon. Mustakas is in a good spot against Aaron Sanchez too. Yeah, there that was a one more guy that I had in that list too. Okay. He's been quieter than he has, you know, of the last you know month or so. Not been great for him, but right. you know, we've turned the page to a new month. Maybe he can get and get things going a little bit. All right, let's go over second base. Ryan Dozier, top of the board, forty six hundred. Another guy having a good second half. Altuve, forty three. Uh, again, he got scope for four K. Another guy, another righty bat there that we talked about earlier with against Zabathia. So scope, Altuve, Dozier, these three guys at the very top. Is there a preference if you're going to go pay up for second base who you want? Um, probably, at this point, it's probably scope because of the power. Not that the other guys, well, Dozier's a little more expensive and he's got the right on right, even though it is Odorizzi who we just talked about. I guess at this point, I mean, they profile so closely. I'll take the money with scope against Sabathia. All right, Jose Ramirez at 35 against the Holmberg lefty. Uh, to me, this is another one of those. This is a great combination yep. of talent, matchup, everything about it I love. Yep. And the price is outstanding. Uh, you know, th- it makes me not want to go any further at second base. But I will bring up Daniel Murphy at 34 sure. underneath him. That grouping, that range is very good. Last week, we talked about Robinson Cano 
on the podcast. Uh, McKechnie and I were discussing him, and I said I'm not interested right now at the $3,000 range tonight. He's still around there. He's at 31. Now, tell me, do you think that that's enough to get interested in, you know, a bit of a contrarian play against Verlander where ownership will be low? Do you see any opportunity there with Cano? Uh, you know what? No. On a, on a shorter slate, maybe. But there's enough other, you know, the, 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 the chances of having the same lineup as somebody else on such a big slate are reduced. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I need to go there. All right. By the way, there's a trap out there, and his name is Ian Kinsler at 28. Just because of the names out there, don't use him. Okay, that that lineup has completely been disintegrated. Just turn cash around, play, cash game play. Turn around, walk away. No, it's a no play. It's a no, zero it's a play. Ca- it's a cash. I mean, you want it. You want cash the- game. He'd have to score a point to be a cash game player. Well, at that price, he does. He needs to get hit by a pitch. But um, I have my doubts about that even all right <laughs> shortstop Trey Turner 4300 Lindor 41 uh Trey Turner since he's come off his DL stint has been pretty solid he's at least going for around uh three times value or so on average most nights a little quieter last couple of days but you know they can't all be winners then you got Carlos Correa at 39 uh continuing down this board our own Tim Beckham who you know just lights the world on fire at 36 which is that happy range that 34 to 36 range it's a really good, nice return on investment. Another righty. I'm telling you, these Orioles are starting to look better and better against Sabathia the more we talk about it here. So. Well, they only, you say that, but the, they're not hitting. I mean, the, the reason they're not competing for a playoff, well, not higher up competing for a playoff. Well, they're also not pitching. I mean, let's yeah, be well, honest. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> that is absolutely, absolutely true, but they're still not quite raking as much as normal. But absolutely, you can easily get some of these Orioles together. All right, one more guy to talk about, the switch hitting Lindor. Uh, we just talked about Ramirez. Is Lindor another guy, guy, obviously a lot more expensive at 41 than his counterpart, but is Lindor another guy, part of this Indians group here against the White Sox that we want to get involved with? Yeah, sure. I mean, absolutely. Again, we're going to get a weak, the weak bullpen, and he's a switch hitter. So, sure, he's, he's definitely in play. All right. What are your thoughts on Correa against uh, Miranda tonight? I don't hate it. I mean, there's no, there's no discount. There's no being away from the ballpark discount going on there but i mean it's 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 fine i mean the other guy uh, is you have to make the decision because you can only play one of them but if if they find a place for gonzalez marwin gonzalez tonight at 29 he could be the uh you know he could be an option too all right now i'll throw this one out there you know it's i think it's a little bit more tempting than kinsler uh but zach cozart (laughs) who had a great first half but you know, more quiet than loud, I would say, over the last month and change. He's down to 3K. Uh, is that a dart throw? Is that enough of a, of a foundation, a floor of a player? It's Davies who can be tricky. Uh, again, maybe on a shorter slate, but I think there's enough out there that you don't have to go there. I mean, if you're looking for the, you know, you can go to uh, – we got Gene Segura at 27, just underneath him. Yeah, I mean, Crawford's hitting again against Chatwood in Colorado. You can even go there. I don't understand the, the Segura price. I really don't because he's, he's been – you know, he's got multi-hit games in two of his last three. He's, he's hit, playing pretty well. I understand it's Verlander, but holy cow, 2,700? I mean, maybe if I, – I wasn't tempted by Cano either, but I'm definitely tempted by Segura's price at 27. Uh, I could – yeah, I, I think I could eh, – I, I – yeah, what I do I have to do to get you into a new Gene Segura today at 27? Yeah, I, I, what do I have I, to do? I guess I need to look up. I I, I want to know who's catching. Gaddis can't throw runners out, so I mean that adds to the floor. That adds to the ceiling as well. So if I feel Segura can run, and I uh, I'm not I'm not as confident that they, that he will. 
but that's kind of what I need to. I don't. You, you just don't take Justin Verlander deep twice, and I don't care what the price is. That's what you're looking for. All right, fair enough. Over 2.5 million players have won cash prizes playing FanDuel. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RotoWire, and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription, plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than 1 million in cash prizes with your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RotoWire, void where prohibited. Let's go to the outfield. Charlie Blackman at home against San Francisco. Mike Trout on the road at Oakland. 5K for Trout, 48 for Charlie Blackman. And then there's Giancarlo Stanton, who <laughs> ho-hum, 4,600, just hits a home run every day, but does have a tough matchup against Strasburg here tonight. Yeah. Uh, I say fade. What say you, Lord Zola? On Strasburg, on, on Stanton? Yeah, I'm going to fade oh, yeah, at 46. No, absolutely. Now, I mean, I don't think Strasburg will be scratched, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> if Strasburg gets scratched... Well, look, he's always a, he's always a scratch. I mean, yeah. and, he, and he's always a potential to scratch. I mean, right, that's, that's, right. that's the name of the yeah. game here. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about the Red Sox much today going against Marco Estrada. And I'm fine with that. Is that okay? All right, well, I, well then I'll just continue. No, they're, they're, they're the most frustrating. I mean, listen, I'm a fan, whatever. But, you know, you know, they don't hit homers, so they need to manufacture or just string hits together, and they're just such a hot and cold lineup. And, you know, streak player streaks as team streaks can snap at any time. But what I think they're like one for 25 with the runners in scoring position lately. It's just, it's so frustrating to watch. But anyway, Estrada could be the elixir though. Well, they, uh, he could, if anybody could, he could do it. I believe in him. I just he also to got word elixir. That's my word of the day. I had, to well, get... you've used a lot of good vocab today. So, you know, it's not just DFS here. We're doing vocabulary. <laughs> there will be a test on Friday. So just make sure I think salient was a word you used earlier. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast. Look up what it meant, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, otherwise, I had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Reese Hoskins, another guy, tough matchup. A lot of the top right. outfielders tonight, outside of Trout, with tough matchups, at least on paper. Cruz, another one against Verlander, even though they've seen each other a lot. I want to go to Byron Buxton, who's back at it and <laughs> seems to pick up right where he left off, 39. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I feel like just a month ago, I was telling everybody, go buy, buy, buy on 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 Buxton right. because he's at 2600 at 28 I mean come on guys look he's hitting the ball I don't care how bad he was I was the guy hammering him in the beginning of the year telling right. you he's way too expensive don't do it but you got to understand when to turn it around you you know you have to be flexible you have to be fickle in a way too I can hate a player at a certain price when they're you know when they're all about potential but at a certain point in time, they become a huge value when they're hitting and then people have given up on them. Now we've gotten to this other point where he's hitting, you have to pay, but I think it's a solid pay up for a guy like Buxton, the way he's hitting right now. And Odorizzi, like you said, you know, you're not afraid of him tonight. No, and I'm not afraid of the battery for running. And Buck, even, I don't, you know, Buxton's running from the third hole, from the eight hole. Yep. He's now playing. He's just playing baseball. And mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch. You see, sure I, don't, I, I don't normally do uh, ownership percentages. I'm not good at that, but I'm going to make a prediction tonight, okay? Okay, do it. Bold prediction I from think, Tom Zola. I think J.D. Martinez is going to be a million T percent. That's a that's a high percentage. Yeah, that's I'm getting against Hinjiru. I'm going to guess he, maybe a thousand T. All right, there you go. Maybe is some that, will fade. Man, <laughs> he didn't just hit homers last night. He hit shots. He did. He, he pounded did. the ball. But hey. I mean, listen, it, it, you know, it brings up a little game. What do you do? You fade him because everybody's going to be on him tonight, or do you use him because he's in such a great matchup against Hinju Ryu? So you know, to me, you want to 
one lineup guy, you know, uh, I, you want exposure. You want some exposure to Janie Martinez. All right. So since Justin Upton's gone over to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, things seem to be agreeing with him. He's got 18, 9, 18, and 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's really hit since he's gone over there. I yep. think that's a positive. I don't know. Maybe just to change the scenery. Maybe it's just that classic Justin Upton where he's a streaky no, player. He, he's been hitting all, all – he's, he, he's had a good his, year. You know, he really he's has. A great year. Uh, you can't say rolling – you can't use the rolling year anymore because we're close to the end of the year. But a few, you know, a month ago, you look at his rolling year, it was pretty darn impressive. No, well, course. you know what he's done? He hasn't – the slumps that he's had have been right. shorter. Where they used right. to last a month, they've lasted half that. Right. And where they used to be three months where he was bad and three months where he was good, I think, you know, cumulative, like by the end of the year when we look back on these stats, we'll maybe find a month and change where he wasn't good altogether cumulative. And that's the difference. And that's why you see the batting average at 280 right. instead of 250. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, the point being what people care about against Graveman, bye, bye, bye. Yeah. I don't mean well, – that's, that's with a U, not an E at the end. Right. I, we got it. We're good. We're good. <laughs> not like bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Although I did always want to hear you sing an NSYNC song. I think that's NSYNC, I'm pretty sure, right? Bye, uh, bye, bye. I don't know. I, know I, don't, bye, I don't think bye, that's the other one. I'm pretty bye, sure it's bye, NSYNC. Birdie? I don't know. Well, now you've just lost all the listeners. I'm, now you're you're looking up salient. I'm looking up. I'm looking up by. <laughs> awesome. All right. Before we get out of here, give me a couple of their outfielders and matchups where you think that uh, have opportunity tonight to score some points, or you like the situation with ballpark matchup and or part of a stack. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate Corey Dickerson against Cologne. He's uh, kind of getting it going a little bit again. Dickerson there. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Fam's hurt, so I don't know. We can. I don't know that we can go there. At least I'm not sure how he's going to be. Uh, whether uh, he was he left last night's game, so I'm trying to swear. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, Pollock against Ryu. It's it's at 39. It's, it's in a decent price. The righty lefty matchup going on there. How about Marte at 3K against Hendricks? What are your thoughts on him? Uh yeah, because uh you can you can run against the Cubs and Marte's doing a little bit of running. So yeah, that that one's fine too. So. Yeah, outfield is always some good spots, and, uh, and, and yeah, you just you got one, you got another one there. Excellent. All right, you can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola. You can follow me at Joe Pisa PS17. For everybody here at RotoWire, have a great night of daily fantasy.